Hello and welcome to another edition of the Pooley Podcast, View from the Vic, uh, with me, Richard Minnea, and I'm joined, as ever, by Dominic Scare, our Hartlepool United writer. Welcome, Dom. Hi. Um, it's been another busy week, hasn't it? Never dull at the Vic, and uh, <laughs> to discuss, um, we'll, uh, we'll chat with Dom in just a second about uh, Dave Chandler's press conference from this morning. Uh, there's also, obviously, Danny Elliott signing last night, and confirmation of Ben Killett being out for the season. Plus, we'll reflect on the Notts County win and look ahead to Wheelstone game at the weekend. Um, and a bit more widely as well, just around the promotion picture and the end of season National League updates that Dom's been providing for readers of the Hartlepool Mail this week. Uh, just while I'm on that, um, we have a subscription offer on at the minute. Um, you can get 25% off on our our sport-only packages. So basically, all of our Hartlepool United content for the full 12 months. Um, it's a special offer on at the minute if you head to the Hartlepool Mail website for all the details. Um, and if you uh, if you're a fan of what we do, that would be greatly appreciated. Um, so we'll uh, we'll get straight into it. Um, Dom, you've been chatting to Dave Chalner this morning ahead of the trip to Wilston on Saturday. What uh, what was the latest from his press conference? Um, it was a pretty long press conference from Dave Chalner. To be fair, he started off by having a pop at my new haircut, which I, I wasn't too <laughs> too pleased with. But um, spoke um, in all seriousness, though he, he spoke um, in a Quite a lot of detail. Back to training this week, um, a full week training, the first full sort of Monday to, to Thursday, if you like, because they'll be travelling down Friday. They've, they've had in a while. So resources back, training after missing the Notts County game with a with a um, thigh strain it was. So that's a positive sign. Ryan Johnson's still out injured. Um, ben Killip obviously ruled out for the rest of the season, which we'll get on to in um, more detail. But uh, spoke about... Is prom- well, Poole's promotion challenging squad, how it compares to his, his previous um, sort of experiences, the likes of Colwyn Bain, AFC filed. And he said he, he sort of takes a lot almost subconsciously from, from those experiences and um, the fact that when he's, when he's managing, it's just it, the fact that he's experienced in, in those areas, it just sort of automatically comes to him. It's not necessarily he does... Con- anything consciously but um, also talked about staying top of the table um, despite not playing on Tuesday night which sort of segued quite nicely into a discussion because uh, Chalner obviously lives away from home um, well based in the northwest travels uh, two pools and he sort of was like he, he was travelling um, early on the Tuesday and by the time the Tuesday night games kicked off where pools weren't playing he sort of just wanted to wind down and he sort of when when the team are competing in this such high pressure games and stuff like that you almost have to take a step back every so often just take your mind off football because it is just non-stop you're never off um being a manager at this stage of the season and just talked about his passion for the job really it was quite a nice um detailed discussion and um Stress how much he loved loved working at pools, even though it doesn't always seem like that at the time. These high pressure games are probably not that enjoyable when you're watching from the sidelines um, as a manager. But said taking a step back, he, he's thoroughly enjoyed this season, and hopefully it's um, going to continue being enjoyable not only for him but for the pools players and Hartlepool fans as well. So he then went on about. Uh, Potential further additions, obviously Danny Elliott, which we'll get on to, was brought in yesterday, but still looking um, to bring in a, a couple more before the um, deadline next Thursday, the registration deadline. Uh, 
mentioned a goalkeeper potentially um, with Ben Killip being out and then potentially another forward as well. But then in terms of loan signings, Pools already have six loan signings in. So and they can only name five in a matchday squad. So really, they can't realistically bring in any more loan signings unless they're really going to help them. And then Pools don't mind leaving out, I don't know, a potential um, sub, someone like Jake Cooper, or maybe Tom White, who've sort of been out of the starting eleven the past few weeks. So, um, yeah, and that sort of explains why the the Danny Elliott deal, which we'll get onto in in just a second, um, sort of panned out the way it did with him being released from Chester and being able to sign on a sort of permanent basis until the end of the season. And yeah, we'll um, <clears throat> we'll come on to that now. So um, yeah. Uh, some good news on Wednesday evening. Pools completing the permanent signing of ex-Chester striker Danny Elliott until the end of the season. Short-term deal. Elliott, 25. Um, what would you make of the signing then? Do you think it's a precursor to Richie Bennett potentially going back? I suppose that's always the threat, isn't it? After they've got that 28-day clause um, back to promotion rivals Stockport. Or do you think it's um, it's just Chandler adding another option? Well, I, I thought that when it when it first um, broke last night, uh, I initially thought, yeah, that's probably a sign that um, Richie Bennett's probably going back to to Stockport County. Um, I still expect that to be the case, but Chandler said it it was a sort of move he'd be looking to do regardless of how the Bennett situation plays out. He said it's a big big opportunity for Danny Elliott uh, moving up a league, coming to the what are the current league leaders. He wasn't playing at Chester. Their season got shut down. So it's a chance for him where he sort of puts himself in the shop window, gets back playing, playing football. And um, from Pools' point of view, they, or Chandler was saying they need a bit of pace up front. Uh, Richie Bennett, he's sort of a big guy, good with his feet, but doesn't bring that sort of lightning quick pace that uh, someone like Danny Elliott can bring. And, and Riso, who's maybe not an out-and-out striker, um, he's been touch and go the past couple of weeks with his um, thigh strain. So he's probably the only pacey forward um, or forward you could describe as pacey in the squad before Elliot's arrival. So he does give Pools another option in that regard. And um, just what I touched on before, it's quite interesting. It's almost, Chandler spoke about how it's almost like a loan signing, but it's, it's officially it's not. Um, Chester released Elliot. He signed for Pools until the end of the season. But he said it would be realistic for Chester to then offer him a new deal uh, starting next season because he was out of contract in the summer anyway, which very helpful from Chester because it allows Pools to not take up an extra loan slot. So um, that's a, a positive sign and, and gives Pools another option. And with Elliot coming in now, I, I questioned where does that leave someone like Mason Bloomfield, who's sort of been frozen out or been out the pitch the past few weeks now, not even making the bench. And Chalnau, I wouldn't say dodged the question, but he just said it's a consequence of being a successful team. You you want all the best players available you can and um, just constantly looking to strengthen. And it's just been hard for someone like Mason Bloomfield to get in and, and be that option when you, the likes of Luke Armstrong scoring goals, resorts doing a good job. And then Richie Bennett, who probably is in a similar mould to Mason Bloomfield, has just came in and sort of been really impressive and won Pools four points, um, well, scored two goals in two games and Pools have picked up four points as a result. So um, 
I can't really see Mason Bloomfield now with Danny Elliott coming in and playing a, a particularly big role for the remainder of the season unless there were sort of several injuries uh, cropping up. Yeah, definitely. And um, so, yeah, Elliot, as you say, short-term deal. He scored 17 goals, 46 games for Chester. Having arrived from Port Vale in 2019, um, six foot, and a brief and a brief spell at Alfreton Town last season where he scored five in as many games. So um, we wish him well at Pools. And, um, good. I, you know, I guess regardless of what happens with Bennett, it's just good and promising, isn't it, from a fan side of you to see the club being proactive on the on the transfer front as well, Dom, and, and just preparing themselves for potential eventualities around Bennett or... If Bennett stays, then you've got a, you know, another accomplished striker as well. Yeah, definitely, and he's available for the playoffs as well. Uh, potentially, if Pools were to get their way, as Richie Bennett wouldn't be um, with Stockport, almost definitely um, going to be in those playoff places. If, if, um, well, unless they win the league, which is a possibility, but probably unlikely at this stage. Um, so, yeah, he's just another option for Pools, and it's nice to see that continued backing throughout the season that Dave Chalner has been given. Obviously started with a reduced budget, but with the way things have sort of transpired over the course of the season, um, certain funding packages being put in place and stuff like that, there's been a bit more flexibility that has allowed pools to improve as the season's gone on. And I think the side that started the season for pools, it, without being disrespectful, is nowhere near as good as the side that they currently have in terms of every player's, probably you could pick every player, starting player, has improved as the season's gone on, not to mention they've strengthened with the likes of Jamie Sterry, Luke Armstrong, um, even sort of squad players like Tom White in, in the midfield, and then players like Danny Elliott coming in and um, Richie Bennett as well. And um, so that's the good news. Bad news, I guess, as expected, really. I mean, they were fearing the worst, I suppose, weren't they? With Ben Killip, but confirmation that he'll be out for 12 weeks. So that's obviously his season done. Um, what does 12 weeks take us to? Start of pre season? Yeah, more or less. Um, it's a good it's few ruined, months, isn't it? So. Ruined Ben's summer, anyway. Uh, but we know, seriously, we wish him a speedy recovery from uh, the, uh, his arm injury. Um, and so, yeah, it's be interesting to see how Pools. Tackle that one as well then, Dom. Ravas obviously played at the weekend. Brad Young, like Dave Chandler alluded to in the weekend, you know, hugely talented keeper. Obviously, Leicester seemingly yeah, very keen on him. But um, it would be a big ask, I suppose, to throw him into a big promotion battle. So how, how do you see it pan now? Do you think they'll stick with Ravas or do you think they'll bring in a, an experienced keeper as well to provide some competition? I think they'll do exactly that. I think they'll um, stick with Ravas. It's his shirt to lose. He's been the patient, he's been the backup keeper all season and to be honest, whenever he's played he's he's barely put a foot wrong in my opinion I thought when he came in for that FA Cup game against Salford City, um, Pools lost the game 2-0 but I thought Ravas was excellent in that game and he, he got a run in the side as a result of that um, and then as it happened, once Ben Killer came back into the side um, they've went on this amazing run to be fair where they've only lost uh, two games in 22-23 I think it is so um, it's been hard for Ravas to, to get back in but he, he came back in for the Notts County game and again didn't didn't put a foot wrong he didn't have an awful lot to do I don't even think he had a meaningful save to make but I think he's there for a reason he's the backup goalkeeper and now it's his time to sort of step up to the plate and I, I, I've got every confidence that he's, he's more than capable of doing a job. But having said that, I think um, Dave Chalner has sort of 
consistently suggested uh, that Pools will be looking to bring in an, another goalkeeper um, on a, probably a short-term deal similar to Danny Elliott um, just as another option because I think you're right uh, in what you say where Brad Young, 18 years old, he's sort of been for the past year or so, he's sort of had Premier League teams after him, Leicester, you say, um, Chelsea as well last season, been involved with England under-19s. He's sort of got a lot of attention, a lot on his plate, despite never having made a senior appearance or competitive senior appearance for Hartlepool. So to throw him in in a sort of playoff environment, um, sort of high intensity, a lot riding on it. When you're an 18-year-old, if you make any sort of mistake that could potentially cost Pools the best chance of promotion in 14 years, and that can stick with you as an 18-year-old. So I think that would be asking a lot, and I think it would be harsh on Brad Young to sort of throw him in for his what would be his Pools debut in in those sort of situations. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'd fully expect a, a further addition in the goalkeeping department between now and next Thursday. Given how highly Brad Young is clearly rated, not just the pools, but you know, by top Premier League sides as well, it'd be a real shame from a pools fan point of view never to have actually seen him play for the club. And you know, we hope he has goes on and has a big career where, wherever he does end up playing. But, um, but yeah, you obviously like to see young players come through and do well for your club first before they then maybe get the big move. But um, but such is life. We'll see how that one develops. Um, injury wise as well ahead of the weekend. Good news on research. Yeah, good news. I think it was always the case. It was just a mild uh, thigh strain, I think he had before the Notts County game. Faced a, a, a lay fitness test. And to be fair, Dave Chandler said he would have played him, but Resort in himself didn't feel 100% right. And when, when that's the case, if the player's in his head not 100%, then it's no use sort of risking him, especially when you had the options Pools had with Richie Bennett able to come straight in and, as it turned out, make a difference uh, scoring a goal. So, Resort, as expected, uh, been training all week, training well, as I understand, and um, I'd expect him to come probably straight back into the starting eleven, maybe on the bench uh, with Richie Bennett keeping his place, but uh, we'll see what happens. But I fully expect him to be involved at Willstone on Saturday. Yeah, just looking back then at uh, briefly at the North County win last weekend and ahead to this weekend's game to Wilson. Um, what was your reflections on the, the win over County? Well, I said at the time, I think it's probably one of Poole's best win, best wins of the season uh, so far. Just given given the opposition, given that Notts County could have potentially caught Poole's with all the games in hand. And um, I mean, they still might, but uh, that sort of relieved a bit of pressure on Poole's, took them top of the table as well, that added bonus. And given Notts County are arguably up there with Pools as one of the best football insides in the division. Pools really sort of made a statement on BT Sport, playing them off the park, particularly for the opening 45 minutes. I mean, it was a such a controlling, dominant display where, I mean, they didn't create an awful lot of chances, but you had Jamie Ferguson, uh, Jamie Stevey and David Ferguson on, on either side, um, just creating chance after chance uh, in terms of getting balls into the box and they just needed someone to sort of get on the end of it and then... Um, Finally, Gav Hollihan, that man again, um, got the goal just before half-time, which Pools thoroughly deserved, and he just can't seem to stop scoring at the moment. And at the other end, the likes of, like I said, um, Ravas was barely tested. Gary Liddell in front of him, Cass Odyssey on either side, just excellent. Um, didn't really put a foot wrong and just dealt with Notts County's limited threat really well. And um, like I was saying, Richie Bennett, I think, 
what an addition he's been really. I think I'm shocked how Pools have been able to pull it off or rather how why Stockport have, have loaned him to Pools at this stage of the season. And I know Pools have had to sort of jump through quite a few hoops just to get this deal done and he could quite easily go back um, to Stockport after the 28 days and it wouldn't be a surprise to see that. He's scored two goals in two games and effectively helped Pools pick up four very important points in the push for promotion or the, the playoff push at least. So um, all in all, that Notts County win, important, but also really encouraging as well that not only won, but they won very convincingly. And um, I suppose Dave Chandler's warned against this, hasn't it? But a lot of people, fans possibly, will expect Bulls to go and win at the weekend. But it's, these games aren't always that straightforward, are they? Especially as we head towards the uh, back end of the season. No, I think we've seen well time and time again, but even this season, if you look at the current bottom four, Barnet, Kings Lane, Weymouth, uh, Woking, um, Pools have failed to beat all of those teams away from home this season. Which And then the fifth bottom team, um, Wellstone, they play this weekend. So it's, it's interesting in the way that Pools, you can't really put your finger on it, seem to struggle away from home against those teams who at the bottom have nothing to play for really with no th- threat of relegation but um, just seem to struggle to break them down and and get the wins whereas if you look the teams at the top the likes of Stockport they've beat they've beat uh, Sutton United beat Torquay beat Notts County yet the record against the teams at the bottom isn't quite as good which uh, you just can't put your finger on it um, and in that respect I'll, I'll probably expect a tough game um, just Wildstone playing for themselves, the pressure's off, they're not under any sort of threat of relegation. So um, I'd expect them as the home side to to probably respect Pools a little bit, given the top of the league. But um, certainly I'd expect a, a good game in terms of a contest. And even if you look back to the reverse fixture between Pools, Pools and Wildstone, Pools won 3-1, but I mean, Pools really should have been out of sight after 60 minutes and ended up, 3-0 up and um, the last 20 minutes for whatever reason Willstone just absolutely battered Pools and um, finished 3-1 but on another day I think Willstone hit the bar a couple of times came close they could have potentially nicked a point and it's probably out of any game we've had out of any period of any game we've seen this season Willstone probably dominate probably the one of a few sides who've been able to dominate Pools only for a period of a game but um, if they can sort of recapture that performance in the final 20 minutes when the pressure was off them and they weren't really expected to get anything, if they can sort of reapply that on Saturday, then I would expect a very interesting sort of contest. And just um, just finally, just um, on a couple of uh, updates you did this week regarding the National League and sort of end of season picture. Obviously, Pool's currently not due to play on the last day of the season. They were due to play Dover, but obviously that game won't take place after Dover's results are expunged. Um, so as things stand, currently Pools will finish the season away at Sutton, but there's scope to move the the Weymouth game, I think, Dom. And the other, the other sort of line was that it's unlikely, well, highly unlikely, um, that the National League playoff final will be played at Wembley. This summer, that's likely to be played elsewhere. Possibly Leicester is one, one, one uh, possible venue mentioned. Yeah, um, it's, it's a shame because <laughs> it's Pools' best chance of well, getting in a playoff final in, well, years, um, over well over a decade, 14 years, um, well, even longer since the Millennium Stadium. So they've sort of 
say the word to get to the playoff final. They would have had, um, I don't know, what, 15, 16 years between two playoff finals and somehow managed to dodge Wembley Stadium completely in both of them, which <laughs> typical, really. But um, yeah, it's just the reality of the situation, the Euro 2020, as, it, as it's called, um, kicking off the start of June and playoffs set to take place in uh, the playoff final, sorry, set to take place the third week, um, third weekend of June. So just unfortunate that it's just not going to take place at Wembley Stadium. Um, Barring, I mean, no game technically takes place, um, Euro 2020 game on the day of uh, the playoff final. But we'll be asking a lot when England are playing, I think, two days after and the day before. So um, it's just unrealistic to expect. So we'll probably see that somewhere else in the country. And um, like you mentioned, the, the Weymouth game set to take place at Victoria Park next Saturday. But Weymouth, without a game on the last uh, day of the season, pools without a game on the last day of the season. There's been talk about um, rescheduling that game in the sort of view of a bit of integrity, all teams kicking off at the same time on the final day of the season. Uh, there's been talk of, of that for some time, but uh, last week the National League did give the green light for for that to happen, but that doesn't necessarily mean it will. Um, still, uh, Weymouth will have to agree to that and everything will have to be put in place and arranged properly in order for that to go ahead. But hopefully, common sense will prevail. That will go ahead. Pools have a final um, play um, playing on the final day of the season and uh, in that time hopefully fans will be allowed back in into the ground and for the final game of the regular season we'll see fans finally back at Victoria Park which would be great to see given the season pools have had but also just it's been very tough on on pools fans not being able to to watch any of it in person so to be back at the Vic for the final day speaking optimistically here, but um, potentially with a chance of, of winning the league, say, say they beat Sutton the week before, or at least securing a, a top three place, a playoff place, um, would be great to see. And hopefully that proves to be the case. Certainly. Fingers crossed. That'd be great. Um, yeah, fans have always said a very tough 12 months not being allowed into the Vic. So yeah, that would be great if everyone could uh, get in and cheer calls to promotion uh, success. But we'll see. We'll not get ahead of ourselves too much. Um, thank you very much, Dom. Uh, appreciate yes. your time. As I say, um, please check out the subscription offer on the Hartlepool Mail website. You can get 12 months subscription to all of our Hartlepool United content with uh, 25% off at the minute as part of the um, backing pools for promotion that would uh, that'd be great if you can take a look at that um, Dom will be down at Wilson at the weekend so we have full analysis report reaction ratings fan reaction everything for you on the Hartlepool Mail website and we'll be back next week with a Poodie podcast <laughs>